I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks for tuning in today. You are appreciated. Senior Care Live is the nation's premier radio program where we provide information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. This is a safe place to get accurate and reliable information that you can absolutely count on. If you have a question, you can reach us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. Or you can visit us online at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. All right, we have an excellent program for you today. Without any delay, would like to uh, welcome and introduce David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And also we have another guest today in studio, Stevie Shukart, clinical social worker and EMDR certified therapist for Passages. That's a counseling program with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And David and Stevie, Welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks, Steve. We're glad to be here today. All right, and and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How about that? We 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 turned uh, we turned another page here. So, all right. So as of now, you know, we're several days into the new year, and many of us are still kind of basking in the glow of a fresh start. And and you know, th- that's every single year around this time we we have renewed optimism for change and look for ways to you know reinvigorate ourselves and uh, have really a new beginning but you know what does it mean for you and the team at Kansas City Hospice that's a great question steve um because the fresh start of a new year can really look very different to people uh who are going through loss or grieving their loved one um that's no longer with us so you know the the mainstream message messages of eating better and getting more exercise, that can really ring hollow for uh, many who might be asking just how can can possibly be so important to, you know, eat more fresh vegetables or walk 10,000 steps a day, you know, when there's an empty chair at the dinner table and there's a pair of sneakers by the back door uh, waiting for a loved one who, you know, frankly isn't returning. Well, I'll tell you what, that's an important reminder. It hits close to home to me. Uh, my wife's best friend just lost her mom mm. on Christmas Day. Gosh. Devastating, uh, 12-year ordeal with uh, a very slow decline uh, with Alzheimer's. And, uh, and many of our listeners have also experienced the death of someone close to them, uh, you know, in the months or maybe even days leading up to the holidays. Absolutely. And I'm so sorry to hear about that. Yeah. Um, you know, losing a loved one is, is one of the most distressing and unfortunately, common experiences that people face. Most people experiencing normal grief and bereavement have a period of, you know, sorrow and 
numbness and even some guilt and anger. But gradually over time, those feelings ease. Um, and it's possible to start to accept the loss and move forward. But it's important to remember that uh, people do follow different paths through their grieving experience. So tell us more about what that might look like. Sure. Um, you know, the, the order and timing of these phases might vary uh, from person to person, but um, generally a person moves through acceptance um, of the reality of their loss, uh, allowing themselves to experience the pain of their loss, uh, adjusting to a new reality in which the deceased is no longer present, and then finally moving to what is often phrased as the, quote, new normal. Yeah, that new normal. And I'll guarantee it, you're touching on so many things. This is hitting home for me so much today uh, with our, our friend Christy and, and her family. Uh, but it's just such important information for uh, many listeners as they cope with loss or support others who are coping. And that, that's us. You know, we're, sure, we're supporting absolutely. our friend who's coping with the loss of her mother. Uh, so another uh, question a person who's grieving might ask is, you know, how long will it take for me to feel normal? Again, I just want to feel normal. Absolutely. You know, I think one of the most important things to remember is that um, there is no set timetable for grieving. And um, one person, you know, might be able to work through their healing process, let's say, in, in six months, while another might, it, it might take much longer than that. And, of course, adjusting to a difficult loss uh, can take a very long time uh, with many emotional ups and downs. But generally, uh, one can expect the intensity of their grief to, you know, essentially diminish, diminish over time. Okay. And now, is it possible for someone to not be able to move forward out of the grief after they've lost uh, someone dear to them? Sure. I, I mean, sometimes complicating factors cause a person to struggle uh, with moving through the grief process. And as time moves on, they find themselves, you know, unable to move forward. So approximately uh, 2 to 3% of the population um, experience what is called complicated grief, also known as prolonged grief disorder. Uh, many people who suffer from complicated grief disorder, they, they can't escape uh, feeling lost and alone um, and have, you know, grief as their constant companion. So while near, nearly everyone who is grieving can benefit from grief support, um, when that grief support becomes chronic and debilitating, the people experiencing it may need expert assistance from a mental health professional such, such as Stevie Shukart, who's here with us today. And uh, Stevie is wonderful. She oversees the Passages Counseling Program at Kansas City Hospice. She's developed this unique counseling program while working with uh, many patients, caregivers, and bereaved that she's encountered who were facing significant issues in addition to the grief and loss, which could be include depression, trauma, anxiety, and PTSD. And uh, I'm really proud of Stevie. In 2018, she won the Heart of Hospice Award from the Missouri Hospice and Palliative Care Association um, as Hospice Employee of the Year. And that's because of all of her years of outstanding work with hospice patients, their families, and communities. So, Steve, I'm really thrilled to be here with Stevie and uh, have her be on the show today. That is fantastic. Uh, welcome, Stevie, and thanks for joining us here today and providing some of your expertise. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. All right. So, Stevie, first of all, I love your, I love your name. So, <laughs> Stevie, it's just fun to say, right? So, and, and I, and you have just such a, uh, a wonderful personality. You're just so, uh, positive. It's really, uh, really contagious. So let's just start with the basics today. What is the difference between grief and bereavement? Well, that's a good question. 
Bereavement is the experience of losing a loved one to death. And along with that, all the physical, psychological, and social ramifications of the loss. Grief is the response to the to bereavement, which can be highly variable from individual to individual. Acute grief is what begins immediately after the death has occurred, and it often includes strong feelings of longing, sadness, and prominent thoughts of the person that you love and lost. The bereaved person might feel adrift about their own identity. They may want to separate from usual activities, and often this is something that is culturally prescribed. And the, the individual may have a sense of shock or disbelief. There may be symptoms such as having low mood, depressed mood, anxiety, or anger. And there can be physical symptoms such as increased blood pressure, sleep disturbance, and a weakened immune system. But in the majority of situations, these markers of acute grief lessen in a relatively short period of time as one adapts to the loss. As David mentioned a few minutes ago, prolonged grief or complicated grief is an intense grief that impairs daily functioning and doesn't seem to lessen over time as we might normally expect. You know, and you you talked about some of the physical symptoms, increased blood pressure, and I didn't even realize it, but um, now this wasn't the loss of of, of a person, but of our, our beloved pet about a year ago and my blood pressure went sky high for a couple of two, three weeks. Actually, it was, uh, I, I was surprised by that, mm-hmm. but, uh, so th- this is, uh, this is a big deal. So can you tell us uh, more about how a grieving person adapts to a loss? Certainly. So adjusting to a difficult loss can take a long time with many emotional ups and downs, but generally the intensity of the grief diminishes over time. The consequences of the loss sink in People adjust their hopes and dreams for the future. They learn how to fill the roles that were filled by the person they lost. They adapt to a changed identity. Maybe they go from being spouse to widow or from being parent of two to being a parent of one. While there may be surges of emotion at certain times that are predictable, such as maybe a family life cycle event or even at times that are unexpected, In the majority of cases, the response to a loss is going to be resilience. There may even be growth as the briefed person learns to take on new roles and challenges that he or she had not needed to handle in the past. You know, that's really interesting. Uh, it's unusual to think that bereavement and grief is a time of growth and it may not be a time that you, you want to grow, but you really, you really have to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely, and it's important to recognize the positive aspects of what this can mean for the bereaved. It might help them to find strength within themselves that they hadn't even thought was possible. Well, so I think we can all call that a bright light of hope for people who are grieving. Uh, But it sounds like, you know, there's a small but critical percentage of the population who just can't move forward through that grieving process Uh, So thank you so much for being with us today to share your expertise. And when we return, we'll ask Stevie Shukart with Kansas City Hospice's Passage Counseling Program to share more about recognizing complicated grief and what treatments are available. But first, let's not forget the Senior Care Live question of the week. Grief is a universal experience and all people grieve in the same way. Is that statement true 
or false. So think about it. Grief is a universal experience, and all people grieve the same way. We're going to have the answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to reach us on our toll-free number at any time. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, you can stream the program to any electronic device. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com and click on the big microphone or the Listen Live button. Give it a few seconds to connect, and you are in. It'll start streaming to your electronic device and lots and lots of people do that so feel free to uh, to help yourself all right back to my special guest today mr david wiley ceo and president of kansas city hospice and palliative care and stevie shukart we're gonna we're gonna get back with stevie here in just a minute we're, i'm gonna have her uh, answer that senior care live question of the week so let's go ahead and do that right now senior care live question of the week Actually, it's more of a statement. Grief is a universal experience, and all people grieve the same way. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is false. The answer is false. And Stevie, why is the answer false? Well, Steve, because many of the aspects of grief are universal, like feelings of sadness, numbness, confusion, or depression. There's no single prescribed way to grieve. And in most circumstances, a formalized grief support program can help individuals cope in a way that is most beneficial to their unique experience. All right. If you would like to reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, be sure to write this phone number down, 816-363-2600. 816-363-2600. You could also visit online at kchospice.com. Org. We're here today with David Wiley and Stevie Shukart with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care discussing complicated grief. And Stevie, shortly before the break, you defined the difference between bereavement and grief for us. And you noted that some individuals, and I think you said two to three percent, just a few, but uh, that's a lot, uh, just really struggle uh, to get through their grief. So tell us more about complicated grief and what does it mean and, and, and how can we recognize that? Well, complicated grief is an intense grief that causes impairment in daily functioning. While it can happen with any loss, it's most prevalent among parents who've lost children or when the death of your loved one was sudden or violent, such as from accident, homicide, or completed suicide. Usually there's more than one factor that causes someone to experience complicated grief, Steve. Some of these factors might be um, having a history of mood or anxiety disorders, Um, perhaps persons who have alcohol or drug abuse issues, and if you suffered many losses at once, you might be more predisposed to complicated grief. Um, What complicates grief also may be the characteristics of the relationship with the person you lost. 
if a relationship has been ambivalent because of abuse or substance use by the deceased or by the survivor, the grief may be complicated. And the circumstances of the death, such as suicide or other traumatic loss, can be contributing factors. Losing a loved one can also be especially destabilizing for those individuals who have a past history of trauma or if they have poor social support or other major life stressors, such as serious financial issues or family conflict. Okay, so it most often occurs when the death was unexpected, or it goes against what we might think is think is that that natural order of life. So you know, you're not supposed you're supposed to outlive uh, your child is supposed to outlive you. So the loss of a child would really fit that category, or when there are other complicating issues. So how does someone recognize that they or someone they care about might be suffering from complicated grief? Complicated grief is often associated with health problems such as sleep disturbance, substance abuse, or suicidal ideation. The major signs and symptoms uh, are usually intense yearning, longing, and sadness, persistent thoughts of the deceased, and an inability to accept the reality of their death. The griever may be experiencing guilt or anger about the circumstances of the death. And they may be unable to go places or do activities that they associate with their lost, I'm sorry, with their lost loved ones. Uh-huh. They may stay away, for example, from church when once that was a source of comfort. They may distance from others and they may believe that there, maybe believe that there will never be happiness without the one that they love that has died. And friends and relatives may become frustrated that they cannot help and pull away. So it sounds like it can be difficult to know if someone is experiencing complicated grief as opposed to, you know, quote unquote, your normal grief. Well, that's true. But when we're seeing someone for grief therapy, we take into account many factors such as previous psychiatric issues and cultural factors. Expressions of grief vary across cultures. But with complicated grievers, we're likely to see such severe symptoms that they are beyond what would be normally seen in that individual's cultural or social context. And also, although we don't have data, we know that the rate of completed suicides among persons experiencing complicated grief um, and the incidence of suicidal ideation is higher in comparison with other grievers. So... We need to screen for suicidal intent and planning. We also look at at unusual risk-taking behaviors and neglect of health problems that need attention when we're working with complicated grievers. Okay, so it sounds like many people experiencing complicated grief have difficulty finding hope and that it just it just won't always feel that way. So can you explain more about what kind of help is available to them? Absolutely. We have scientific studies demonstrating the effectiveness of psychotherapy to help persons with complicated grief. Psychotherapy can help the grieving person to be able to think about their loss with less intense feelings, whether those feelings are anger, guilt, or anxiety. Sometimes this may involve processing traumatic images if the griever is experiencing troubling flashbacks or nightmares, even when the images are horrific such as finding someone who has taken their own life. There are specific therapies that can address these images 
and help the brain to process them so that they are less troubling. Another key part of therapy for complicated grief involves helping the grieving person envision and move into life without their loved one. Grievers must face the reality of their new world. Sometimes they need permission to allow themselves time off from the pain of grief. Sometimes they need help to boost their social connections or to develop social skills to be able to engage back into the world. The griever may need to take on new tasks and roles, or if they're not able to do that, to access help. They may need to redefine and accept their new identity, to set new goals, to make new plans for the future. Grief therapy can help one to move forward in life without their loved one, but to take their loved one along in the form of positive memories and the wisdom that that their loved one may have shared. It's going to take work, but grievers can move forward with a revised sense of purpose and source of meaning in their lives. Stevie, thanks so much. And I'll tell you, can, can you both stay an extra segment today? Sure. Uh, okay, this is just such an important, I mean, this is the time of year that this is beyond critically important. There's so many people that this information can help. So, uh, so for our listeners, we're going to continue this really, really important piece on, on grieving bereavement. Hang on, we'll be back with a lot more right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call our toll-free number. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you ever miss an episode of Senior Care Live, maybe you want to share the program with someone else. And after today's program, I, I'll guarantee you this program will be shared uh, a lot. And maybe you just want to go back and hear it again. No worries at all. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the podcast tab, and that's where you'll find all of the previously aired episodes. Just click play. Again, give it a few seconds to connect, and you can listen to it uh, as many times as you would like. All right, back to my friends from Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, Mr. David Wiley. He's the president and CEO uh, of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And then our special guest today, Stevie Shukart. She's a clinical social worker and EMDR certified therapist for Passages, which is a counseling program at Kansas City Hospice. And thank David and Stevie, thanks for staying over a little bit extra today. I really appreciate it. Look, this is... This is the time I was just explaining to my son uh, yesterday, actually, as we were driving mm-hmm. that, um, you know, many days after the holidays, you kind of feel this letdown and uh, and it is a time for renew and kind of, you know, clean slate. But it, it can also be depressing just for a lot of people, just because it's gray, it's gloomy. We don't have leaves. Uh, it seems to be more cloudy days than sunny days. So you have that, that seasonal kind of maybe a, a minor depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you put 
you know, the loss of a loved one on top of that, uh, it can be absolutely devastating. And, uh, so Stevie, one, one of the questions is, um, you know, what about medication? Um, I don't know if that's the first thing that, that you should go to, but you know, a lot of times medicine can really help. Is there a medication that might be able to help, uh, this, this group of, of two to three percent? Well, although no medication can take away the pain of a loss, um, studies have shown, and my experience in practice has been, that antidepressant medication can be helpful for some grieving individuals. This would be especially true if the person had an underlying depression in addition to grief. So I encourage my clients to discuss this with their primary care physicians, and in some cases I encourage them to obtain a psychiatric evaluation. Although there may be overlap between the symptoms of depression or post-traumatic stress disorder and the expression of grief, um, a therapist is trained to look for the subtle differences and to address these varying conditions. Okay. All right. Very good. And then, so one final question. What would you suggest for someone who's concerned about a person who is grieving? So that might be a a friend or or family or a caregiver, and they're concerned about uh, someone who's grieving. Well, I'd suggest first take into consideration what you know about that individual and the circumstances of their loss. If the bereaved is someone who was generally healthy and functioning well prior to the loss, that should give you some encouragement that they will adapt to the loss more effectively than, say, someone who was isolated or had a history of poor coping before the death. Don't be afraid to mention your concern to the bereaved. You won't be reminding them of their loss. Your expression of caring may comfort them and get you the reassurance you need that the individual is moving along with their grief, even if you can't see it in their face. But if you have concerns, you can offer that person help to access various sources of help, such as medical attention, psychotherapy, or a support group. Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, as well as other area hospices, regularly offer support groups that are open to members of the community who registered to attend. Our Solace House Center for Grief and Healing offers group and individual grief work for children and adults. And, um, Steve, I believe we've mentioned this before, but hospice care includes up to 13 months of grief counseling for the more closely bereaved of our patients. And as you've mentioned, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care does have our Passages Counseling Program, which addresses complicated grief and other related mental health concerns. Wow, so that is a lot, a lot of support. And and David, so um, we're going to make Stevie blush a little bit, but you mentioned (laughs) something off-air that is really, really remarkable. Absolutely. And you'll, you'll be, well, I'll, I'll let you tell the story. <laughs> okay. Well, um, first, I, I, I'll tell the story in a moment, but I just want to tell you how proud I am to offer all of these scope of services, yeah. including, you know, um, the Passages program. And Stevie has just been phenomenal creating it, you know, uh, coming up on 13 years. It's been just tremendous help to so many people. What I mentioned was that um, in two separate instances, somebody came up and introduced themselves. And um, one was um, a patient, actually, of Stevie's, and Mm -hmm. she knew that I worked for Kansas City Hospice, and she just remarked to me how um, incredibly important she was in her journey, and she literally called her 
a lifesaver because wow. she was so helpful to her. And a separate instance was I was in an elevator and somebody saw my badge. Yeah, yeah. And they said, now, where do you work? And I said, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And they said, well, do you know Stevie Shukart? <laughs> and I said, yes, I do. And she went on to tell me how um, all of her work has been really life-changing for her specific friend to really help them during a very difficult period. So we're super proud of Stevie and all of the work that she does for us. And Stevie literally um – and it is just such a heavy, heavy topic, and uh, and the the complicated grief and the profound grief loss. And you have a small percentage, but you have some folks who can't get over that. And you're literally saving lives. And uh, uh, when I meet someone like that, first of all, it gives me goosebumps. And I would say that you are an angel um, here on our earth. That you, what you do, is so specific and it's so deep it's so profound just thank you for what you do well thank you it's it's really been an honor not only to to do the work i do to to the people trust me um at such a vulnerable time in their lives and and i've been appreciative of the support that i've had from kansas city hospice and to be able to do this work it's it's really been you know one of the highlights of my life and in the passages program is dealing with the worst of the worst as far as the, the grief and just not able to, to get past that. Among other things, yes. And, uh, um, but I just want to give people hope. There really is hope that, that you can move past, past your grief. Sure, your life will be forever changed. It doesn't mean that you won't be taking your loved one with you into the next phase of, of your life sure. in some form, but that you can go on and have meaning and purpose and joy in your life and and i want people to to not lose hope that that can happen for them and you know and that's just such an important message and you know when when i found out that my dad had a terminal cancer diagnosis a friend of mine said you will get past this and i he said but you won't be able to see it and he had dealt with the loss of his son so he he could say this firsthand he said you will not think that you can get through this but you will and you just have to believe me on that. And I, I didn't, I appreciated his words, but I couldn't see it. <laughs> I could not see it. Uh, and, and eventually you do come out the other side. You are a changed. You are a different person. Uh, but, but you, most people do, um, are able to move on. And for the few who are really struggling with that, reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. They have some programs that can help you. Uh, don't, have the, have the courage. Don't put it off. Have the courage to make the phone call. 816-363-2600. 816-363-2600. Or online at kchospice.org. And so, uh, David, we just have a, a couple of minutes left. Um, we're going to shift gears and just... Be a little more lighthearted, because <laughs> that's that's some heavy stuff and yeah. it's important. But uh, we have uh, we have a pretty fun event coming up in February. Sure, um, in February, uh, February is Mustache Month at Kansas City Hospice. <laughs> Must Mustache Month. Mustache so, yeah. Month. Yeah. Um, and you know the purpose we're going to be doing some peer to peer fundraising uh, throughout the month of February, and this is specifically for children who are served by our Carousel Pediatric Hospice Program. Another. Uh, Difficult topic, but you know when um, when there's a need, we are there to help the community, 
And um, we offer the only hospice team in the region that is dedicated to this unique need of children and and families. And next month we're going to be working on raising some awareness um, about this unique care and uh, for our most fragile little ones and their families. So we're going to be raising some funds to support them. So for more information, uh, listeners can go on onto our website at kchospice.org forward slash mustache month. Okay, so we've got about a minute left. So if someone wants to participate in fundraising, how do you do that and what it, what does that mean? And you said peer-to-peer. So Peer-to-peer, so um, you know, I'll sign up and then I will reach out to you know, my network and let oh, okay. them know that I'm going to be uh, uh, growing gonna be, a mustache. Are you, are you going to do it? <laughs> absolutely. Can you grow a mustache? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. I even tested it over the holiday. <laughs> and, uh, I shaved it off you know, to be ready but, uh, for yeah. February. Yeah. But, um Absolutely. Going to be doing that and, and raising some funds and have a little bit of fun. Absolutely. That, and it kind of reminds me of the No Shave uh, November. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, where, uh, you know, that, that's a nice uh, kind of fundraising opportunity. Uh, so, and, and I'll tell you what, David, how much uh, you mentioned, uh, uh, I think last time, how much in charitable care or, or, or care that you, uh, charitable care that you, you provide every month. This is over like a half a million dollars. Yeah, over half a million. And, um, it's actually going to be more than that this year as we close yeah. up, uh, 2018. So it's really important. Um, you know, we are able to serve, uh, uh, patients and families without resources and, uh, it's an, it's incredibly important to us. So fundraising is key. Excellent. Excellent. So reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. David and CV, thanks so much for being here today. Just wonderful information. I really appreciate it. You're listening you, to Senior Care okay, Live we'll be back on the Senior right Care Broadcasting break. Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number at any time. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. Again, we'd just like to thank our guests today, Mr. David Wiley and Stevie Shukart with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care and uh you know pretty pretty heavy stuff we're we're talking about heavy stuff and grieving and and losing a loved one but it's important and i think it's even more important right here after the holidays we're in the first part of january many days are gray and gloomy outside and that that doesn't help anything i'll tell you that uh so just wanted to shift gears a little bit and say you know what if you're a, a tired and stressed out caregiver you haven't lost a loved one, but you're just, you're just tired and, and stressed out. And, and so you're asking yourself, well, how can I renew myself? How can I start off with a clean slate and all of the kind of the new beginnings that come along uh, with, uh, you know, with, with New Year's Day and, and uh, turning the calendar to a new year? I just wanted to spend a few minutes here in the last segment to talk about how to maintain and recharge your stamina and energy as a caregiver. So first and foremost, uh, let's take care of your physical health. So, you know, being a caregiver is just really, really hard work, and you have to take care of your bodies so that you can provide the best care possible for your elderly loved ones. So that starts with putting yourself first many times. And 
get out of the house and get a checkup. Go see your doctor, your dentist, check your vision. Uh, you know, the best care that you can provide is when you are in your optimal tip-top condition. And then get some exercise. Well, Steve, are you completely crazy? I'm tired and stressed out. I, I don't have any energy for exercise. You could do something small that will really, really help. Uh, and, and again, we're talking about maintaining and recharging your stamina and energy. So, uh, you know, physical exercise, this is, this is just down to science. It produces endorphins, relieves muscle tension. So it could just be for just go for a walk, get some fresh air. You may be how surprised the simple act of going for a nice walk every day uh, can just really renew your physical health. And then on the opposite side of that, get some rest. Do your best to get some sleep at night and or maybe try to take a few power naps during the day. Uh, that may require having someone else come in and, and relieve you of your duties or maybe stay overnight so you can get some rest. I mean, if, if you're suffering from sleep deprivation, this is not going to work long term. So restoring your physical health, you have to have some quality rest. And then just eat some comfort food. Treat yourself to your favorite food or beverage. It's just amazing how much a nice cup of hot chocolate or, or tea or ha- having a favorite meal can just really comfort and soothe and, and relax you. Get a massage. Uh, th- this is this is huge. I mean, a massage will instantly relieve the tight muscles, reduce your stress. And, you know, many of us, myself included, I hold a lot of stress uh, stress and tension right here in my shoulders. I can feel it right now, actually, a little bit, uh, and, and up into your neck. And if you see a professional massage therapist, uh, you, that would be fantastic. Or maybe it's as simple as just have a friend, uh, give you, give you a little back rub. I mean, that's, uh, that can really offer some instant release. And then, um, express your emotions. Let out your anger. You know, hit a punching bag or, or, or again, you know, get a little exercise or find a private place. It just literally just yell. Literally, just get that out. Don't be afraid to cry. Let your uh, let your tears flow. Cry hard, and just get it all out. And once you once that's not kind of held inside, you've kind of released that. That can really, really go a long way in helping you restore your physical health. And then let's not forget about our mental health. Using your mind in a positive way has a direct impact on how you feel about your situation. And this is just a a good part of uh, taking care of yourself. So trying to have that that positive uh, outlook, think positive thoughts, and it it really does help. And, And you'll be kind of surprised on how many of those positive things actually do occur and take place. You know, then, and then what's your slogan or, or your motto? You know, one day at a time, uh, one hour at a time with, when we, uh, when we brought our, our premature triplet boys, identical triplet boys home, <laughs> sleep deprived and, and overwhelmed and all those sort of things. I know that's the opposite end of caregiving for, uh, you know, for b- newborn babies versus an elderly person, but the stress was real and we had, you know, we said, hey, you know, one day at a time. And, and that was kind of our, uh, our, uh, slogan, if you will, that helped us focus. 
in your mental health, keep a journal. Write down a, a, a to-do list of things that you need to remember uh, so that you can kind of lean on that list. And you might even express yourself in your journal, and that just really helps. Uh, and then to plan out your day and kind of have a plan, but don't be afraid to uh, you know vary from that plan. But but that uh, that might really help. It, it helped us when we were caring with our with our babies, and I know it helps when caring for an elderly loved one. And then you know have a schedule and, and follow your schedule. But again, be flexible to call an audible if you need to. Uh, and then just just be organized. Keep all of your bills in the same place, all of your mail in the same place, so you're not running around saying, "Well, where did I put that?" Just just be organized, and that'll that'll really help you uh, get get through that day with uh, fewer glitches. Uh, and then, you know, another one: have your legal affairs in order. So, if you have your legal affairs in order, you're not you have that peace of mind, really, knowing that all of those things are taken care of. It's just one less thing on your plate that you have checked off that you don't have to worry about. And then you have your, uh, you know, your emotional health that allows us to, to, to feel joy and to feel like we're fulfilled in, in every difficult time, right? Even in the most of difficult times, we can experience joyful and satisfying moments. Uh, and, and, and I know that's, that may sound crazy to a stressed out caregiver, but it, it's absolutely true. Just, just give it a try. Just let it happen. And, and I think you'll see that as well. You may have to call a timeout, just spend 10, 15 minutes away from your situation. Uh, and again, just, just step out and smell the fresh air. Uh, just, just look at the, if, if you have animals or dogs or birds flying around, just simple everyday pleasures. Call a timeout and that'll really help. And then, uh, you know, positive reinforcement. It's easy to see, you know, some of the negatives, but also, Realize you're doing a good job. Give yourself a pat on the back. Take pride in the care that you're providing and just feel good about what you're doing. You're doing the right thing and, and give yourself some credit for that. And, uh, and that's okay to do that. Then enjoy some music, or dance, or some other creative outlet. I know my wife, uh, you know, her outlet is reading. I've never seen anyone read as much as, as she does. Uh, for me, it would be music and, um, uh, those those things will help walk down memory lane, look at an old photo album, and uh, just recall some good times. And then again, have a hobby and lean on that hobby. Have uh, have a good laugh. Sometimes, <laughs> so I I just went to a, a funeral visitation for a family grieving, and there was a lot of laughter in that room, and that's uh, and, and that's just a very very powerful uh, remedy. Uh, and um, and your spiritual health, don't don't uh, discount that. Be sure to take care of your spiritual health uh, as well, and, uh, and and try to get to church, connect with other people uh, in in your faith, and uh, uh, engage other people in your church. And, uh, uh, and and don't 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 discount that. Take care of your spiritual health as well. That's part of your health care. All right, so that was just a few quick thoughts on maintaining and recharging your stamina and energy as a caregiver. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.